It's been just about 10 years since the movie Blackfish came out. The film uncovered the horrific treatment of orcas at the SeaWorld theme parks and in doing so became something of a cultural phenomenon. Since Blackfish, SeaWorld has been forced to do a complete 180 and clean up its act, right? Well, not quite, and maybe not at all. It's complicated. I'm sure most of you are familiar with both SeaWorld and Blackfish, so I won't spend too much time on the background. But SeaWorld was opened in 1969 and experienced relatively quick success. Before long, the single establishment had become a nationwide franchise of marine-themed parks centered around orca shows. SeaWorld basically trained orcas to do flips, tricks, and routines. It was like a twisted marine circus. And then some four decades later, the documentary Blackfish came out in 2013. It premiered at Sundance before getting a very wide release from CNN Films. The movie centers around Tillicum, an orca who was basically kidnapped, mistreated, and abused for his whole life. Tillicum eventually killed his trainers because, well, of course he did. Blackfish argued that wild-caught orcas in captivity experience extreme stress, which manifests itself as aggression towards orcas and humans. The movie also highlights the systemic abuse of the orcas at SeaWorld. It's a pretty shocking film and it can't really do it justice, so if you're curious, just go see it. At first, SeaWorld just ignored the movie, hoping it would go unnoticed by mainstream audiences. The film wasn't impacting their bottom line, so SeaWorld probably didn't care very much. But in the fall of 2013, when visitor numbers began to decline, the company slashed their ticket prices effectively by 50%. A SeaWorld spokesman recognized attendance rates were falling, but attributed this to higher prices, holidays, and bad weather, not blackfish. For the next few months, SeaWorld just went back to ignoring the film. But around December, the movie began to get more and more popular with its multinational release. So SeaWorld went on the offense, seemingly determined to do everything possible except actually fixing the problem. SeaWorld took out a full-page spread in the New York Times attempting to refute the claims made by Blackfish. Now, the spread didn't mention Blackfish by name, but instead just defended the way SeaWorld cared for its collection of orcas. Shortly thereafter, SeaWorld dedicated a full section of its website to denying the movie's veracity. It said that Blackfish was emotionally manipulative propaganda. They also espoused the value of keeping orcas in captivity. But in early 2014, SeaWorld reported a 13% decline in visitors. Around this time, the California legislature put forth a bill to ban orca shows and captive breeding. SeaWorld executives argued against the bill, saying it violated their Fifth Amendment rights. For me, this is extremely revealing as to how SeaWorld felt or maybe feels about orcas. The Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution bars the taking of property without due process. SeaWorld claimed robbing it of its star animal would be a violation of that amendment. Quote, the ban and restrictions in the bill constitute a classic taking under the Fifth Amendment as it deprives SeaWorld of the economic value of these whales, a SeaWorld executive said. 
The company claimed the state would be exposed to millions in legal fees as a result of the law. The law was permanently sidelined. SeaWorld launched a smear campaign on a former orca trainer who appeared in Blackfish, Matt Hargrove. They found a cell phone video of Hargrove saying the N-word and sent it to a bunch of reporters. Now, in fairness, that's pretty bad, but SeaWorld seemed to think this completely separate issue somehow nullified their controversy. After all of that, SeaWorld finally decided to help the orcas in some minute way, expanding their tanks to be double in size. They claimed, though, that this was not at all motivated by the Blackfish documentary. But this construction project had to be approved by the California Coastal Commission. The commission said they would only allow the project to go forward if SeaWorld stopped their orca breeding altogether. SeaWorld filed a lawsuit against the commission in a desperate attempt to keep on breeding orcas. The lawsuit failed, and SeaWorld halted the program because they were forced to. None of these things did a whole lot of good. SeaWorld's stock price and annual revenue continued to plunge. Their public image was as bad as ever. So they ousted their CEO and began a huge project of brand restoration. Again, this was all motivated entirely by falling profit. SeaWorld decided to position itself not as an amusement park, but as an educational experience. Their orca show became an orca encounter where people learned about the animal's natural behavior instead of just watching them do tricks. Today, SeaWorld proudly shows this new friendly face to the public. They are a conservation organization working to better marine life through educating the public. To their credit, it's not all talk. SeaWorld has worked on conservation projects through the Bush Gardens and SeaWorld Conservation Fund. This was actually founded in 2003, 10 years before Blackfish came out. But since its founding, the organization has given out $11 million in grants to various conservation groups. Today, SeaWorld also serves a more active role in wildlife rehabilitation. They have a 24-hour hotline. If you see a stranded sea creature, just give them a call. According to SeaWorld, they'll come rescue and rehab it before releasing the animal back into the wild. SeaWorld parks are some of the only places that have the facilities to care for and rehab large marine species. Indeed, SeaWorld San Diego is one of the few institutions that has successfully rehabbed and re-released a stranded whale. To date, SeaWorld has rehabbed over 40,000 animals. SeaWorld also contributes to conservation through the Hubs SeaWorld Research Institute. The HSWRI partners with federal, academic, and other aquatic institutions throughout the world to study marine life. SeaWorld provides both funding and space for this research. They've worked on everything from embryological development in fish to the impact of sound on bird migration and nesting habits. These are all pretty admirable projects, so credit where credit is due. Today, SeaWorld wants to paint the image of basically an aquarium. So if that's the case, and if they're to be believed, the question is not, is SeaWorld bad? It's, are aquariums bad? Unfortunately, this is a question that's highly subjective. 
On one hand, aquariums serve to connect and educate the public about wildlife and our environment. They provide a platform to inspire conservation in a way that few, if any, other institutions can. Aquariums and zoos have literally brought species back from the brink of extinction. However, they also hold animals in cages for their entire lives. Most aquariums also use captive breeding or just kidnap animals from the wild. Aquariums do good things and they do bad things. It's up to you to draw the line of ethics for yourself. This is an entirely subjective ethical issue that can be debated forever. But while SeaWorld tries to function like and even pretends to be an aquarium in its post-Blackfish era, there is one huge problem. SeaWorld is not an aquarium. They are a publicly traded, for-profit company. SeaWorld is a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. This means it exists to make money, not to help our oceans. It is obligated to make money. Like all publicly traded companies, SeaWorld's revenue must increase every single year for the company to survive. If this doesn't happen, the share price will stagnate or fall, everyone will dump their stock, and the company will cease to exist. This endless need for constant financial growth is a problem with more than just SeaWorld, but that's a topic for another day. The fact is, SeaWorld has chosen the profit motive, thereby compromising its ability to truly be a conservation organization. SeaWorld cannot and will not ever prioritize the ocean over profit. This is shown clearly by the fact that only when Blackfish had any impact on their profits did SeaWorld make any effort to amend the issues in the film. In truth, the only thing different for SeaWorld in a post-Blackfish era has been the halting of their orca breeding, a restructuring of their orca shows, and an expensive marketing pivot. I don't really buy that SeaWorld has changed, and if you want proof of this, you just need to look at how they've acted in recent years. SeaWorld was forced to end their captive breeding of orcas, but that doesn't extend to any other species. They still can and do breed dolphins, beluga whales, or whatever else they want. Depending on whose reporting you choose to believe, this practice could range from horrifically abusive to perfectly fine, but we won't ever know. The details of SeaWorld's breeding programs aren't exactly open information. SeaWorld still keeps incredibly intelligent animals in glorified swimming pools. You could certainly make the argument that there's no way to do that ethically at all. The orcas and other captively bred animals that remain at SeaWorld are just as much science experiments as they are wild animals. They were bred in concrete tanks and have never seen the ocean in their lives. It's difficult to say that these animals are a really good representation of their wild counterparts. What's more, these animals regularly die prematurely, including stillbirths. 20 orcas and 133 dolphins have died at SeaWorld in the last 24 years. There's no reason to say that this will stop anytime soon. I recognize the fact that SeaWorld can't just release these animals into the wild. They would just die. 
But with the sole exception of orcas, SeaWorld continues to create these animals and these problems every year with no end in sight. What's more, because they are still captive, the aggression displayed by SeaWorld's orcas has not slowed down. I'll spare you the videos, but there have been plenty of orcas maiming and fighting each other in SeaWorld's care long after Blackfish came out. In recent years, there have been numerous pushes to create protected coastal sanctuaries for marine species. These exist on land in various forms, so it makes sense and seems to be a realistic idea to implement in the ocean. Basically, humans fence off a cove, build a veterinary clinic, and use the wild habitat as a not-for-profit way to rehab and care for marine animals. People could even go visit them and see the animals in their natural habitat. But every step of the way, SeaWorld has vehemently and actively opposed these projects and has even published smear campaigns against their construction. Now, it's pretty obvious why they would do that. The truth is, dealing with a post-blackfish sea world is a complicated issue. But at the end of the day, I see them as a terrible, terrible company that only cleaned up a tiny part of their act when absolutely forced to. And even then, they tried to fight tooth and nail against doing so. Make no mistake, if it were up to SeaWorld, they would never have changed a thing. Today, they fundamentally exist in a way that prioritizes profits over the mission of ocean conservation. The ethics of aquariums are up for debate. But the ethics of SeaWorld, I would argue, are pretty clear.